Okay, live. Okay, welcome to Fruiting Body Podcast with your host, Brendan. Today, we have an interesting guest. It is the crypto kid, Tiger Lee. You're going to love this episode. Um, I'll tell the backstory a little bit more about how I know uh, Tiger and his father. He's sitting over there. I can't. We can't really cut to the camera. Um, but today, this podcast is for anyone that's interested in the general understanding of crypto. But more specifically, we're going to get into um, mining, do-it-yourself mining, staking, liquidity pools. And Tiger's just going to be telling us his stories of his experience. Tiger's only 15 years old, and he is a phenom. We've built you up. so uh, I don't know what a phenom an is. An absolute legend. He's killing it in the crypto world. And he's just going to tell us his experience and what he's done. Is, and this also goes out to, um, I guess, any kids in, in his position that would also like to get into crypto. Because it might be a little bit, um, you know, scary at first. But the reality is we're going to take that, peel back the, the layers of those onions and start to understand really what he's been doing and what it's all Okay, Hans, cut it on over. We're good. Um, thanks, Tiger, for joining us. Uh, the first thing we'll, we, we always ask is, could you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, where are you from? Where did you grow up? How old are you? What schools did you go to? Yeah, so I grew I, I was born in Phuket. And, I, well, I got into crypto last year yeah. thanks to, well, my dad and some YouTube videos. What was your like first introduction into crypto? Like, did you stumble upon it, or how did your dad introduce you into it? Well, I kind of actually found out because of YouTube. Yeah, I didn't have any money at all, and I would like to buy like game skins and stuff. So uh, I searched up easy way to make money, and I came across videos that talked about crypto mining. And I had a decent GPU at the time. I still have the exact same GPU. I started crypto mining on that. And yeah, from there, I just researched more about other cryptos and that's how I got into the crypto So space. skins, meaning were you playing Fortnite at this time? Yes. Okay. Mostly Fortnite. Th that's interesting. A lot of, I won't go down this rabbit hole on NFTs, but that's essentially like a, a skin is an NFT and now they're being sold. Do you see yourself getting into the the alt gaming, let's say alt gaming tokens, the, the crypto side of gaming? Is that something you've investigated? Um, well, I've been told by my dad's friends about the games, but I never actually looked into it. A lot of them uh, saying that it's going to be successful, easy, and fun to play. I never actually checked them out, unfortunately. Well, I think that opens the door for Hans. Damn it. <laughs> All right, Hans, anything. tell us your damn gaming not, token. <laughs> why are you starting with this already? <laughs> well, I don't know. We, we went down that, that rabbit hole. Um, what, just tell us quickly what, what gaming token are you doing. I don't even know. I, we're not even selling this. Somehow that immediately it went to that. Uh, no, I'm I'm on DeFi Kingdom. So DeFi basically, King. it's uh, it's on the Harmony blockchain. Yeah. So you buy one coin, and then it has the same. You can they have liquidity pools, and you can stake it. They have like a jeweler, whatever. But they moved over to the Avalanche blockchain now, and now with the new Avalanche blockchain, you take your jewel, you take your pairs, the jewel and the X jewel. Yeah. And you split it fifty fifty. And you harvest crystal in the in the new avalanche blockchain. My God. Basically, that's what uh, it is. Okay. Have, have you done any research into that yet? Well, Maybe I, not that game, but no. Recently, I just went to CoinGecko and saw DeFi Kingdom. It was like top one hundred already. Uh oh, Hans so, just shut me up. So. Eh? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's unfortunate it. for you. <laughs> oh no. Okay, I gotta look into that then. No, I'm definitely not. Next, no, no, no. I'm not going. It's down like that number road. two. 
I think it's really? number two, just like in the gaming Axie, Infi- in Axie Infinity. Really? Yeah. Oh shit! I didn't know that. All right, I'll check We're it. Sleeping out. on this. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, I was with your dad the other. I think yesterday we were walking on the beach, and he was explaining um, you were getting into mining. Can you talk a little bit about how you got into mining specifically? Like, what hardware you're using, and how does that all work? Uh, so I got into mining. Uh, I didn't know at all when I first got into it. I my first ever pool was called nano pool and that was like confusing it wasn't simplified it was all stuff you had to like know about and so i gave up on it a couple months later my teacher max at life school phuket um started crypto mining with his 3080 and he he used nice hash so that's how i found out about nice hash and actually started mining there at that time crypto was the best sixty thousand on bitcoin and i was making three dollars a day what what what, uh, what month or year was this around? Uh, I think it was. So it's got to be a sure. cycle before, right? So you're talking. With, with to the early two thousand, like uh, April, like Mar- March after twenty twenty one. After twenty twenty one. During twenty twenty one, I mean. Yeah, so probably about a year ago then, I yeah. would guess. Um, when you were getting out, let's explain nice hash. I've done my research on that. Can you explain about it? It is a software that's connected to your 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 hardware that is helping with the mining, but how does that all interconnect and how does that work? Uh, so nice hatch, you actually don't actually mine the crypto. Well, you kind of do. You're just renting out your hash rate and the person that's like actually renting the your, com- your machine um, mines whatever they want with your machine and they, of course, will make a percentage... M- profit of well what they how so, much they use so that are they they're essentially mining the bitcoin and kind of giving you um would you say it's almost like a commission or they're giving you a percentage back of what they mine by using your hardware and uh, power and power consumption as well they use they use my hardware and they give less than what i'm supposed to actually get so can you it, determine what like percentage of your GPU they're using, which means like, so you can continue to do, let's say work or game. And at the same time, they are mining. Is that possible that you can put limits on it? Um, I'm not, I don't think you can actually put limits on it. I tried gaming and crypto mining at the same time. I, uh, I was crypto mining at one point and then played CSGO. Uh, my, my mega hash, which is um, what, it's what's used off the like the yeah. the uh, the processing on on the yeah. back on on the GPU itself. Yeah. So that doesn't affect it at all. Well, it does a lot. I was averaging twenty five mega hash before actually playing a game. Then I got into CS:GO, and then my mega hash just went to five mega hash, and I was making yeah. like twenty cents. Do you? What do you see happening in in the mining world now, especially with like? You obviously you understand the happening like uh, that will kinda. be okay. So it's it's basically you're getting less. In, I think it's the next one they say will be around May 2024, where you get half as much Bitcoin on the mining. Therefore, you need double the power to get what you would have got for for the Bitcoin side. Where do you see yourself in this mining space? Let's say in the next year. Well, I think I'll be continuously mining no matter the profitability because I'm getting free electricity. I don't Uh-oh. have to pay that. Thanks, yeah. Dad. <laughs> but you're also, um, 
your, what are your takeaways? You're learning from this experience. Like I'm assuming you started about a year ago. Yeah. And that year, especially in the crypto space, it goes by so fast and you learn so much that you forget what you're actually learning. If you had, you know, uh, uh, someone similar to yourself or your friends that were first looking to get into mining, what's the best advice you could give them? Always do your own research. Always. Down, later down this road, I found a dude that made, um, that found cool, good projects um, that's actually profitable. Everyone says he was great. People was were 10xing their money. And then he's like, he announced a new project, a gem, they call it. Yeah. Uh, a new 100x project. Um, in one hour, the price of that token doubled because of his community. And um, I was one of the people that got into it. Unfortunately, I borrowed money from my dad. My, my, uh, yeah. I didn't ask my sister or my aunt, my stepmom, to um, invest. But they're like, oh, this is going to 100x. Let me buy in. Mm -hmm. And... Um, I had to repay them back because of that. Uh, kind of lost like a lot of their money. Was it a pump and dump? Kind of. That's what it seems. But the this person says that he misread the white paper or something because he thought it was a node project. Okay. And node projects do well generally. And and this one, it's kind of everyone, his community's pumping it, right? Yeah. And it's going to a certain price and then, you know, people are selling. Did they put like a time restriction on that? Meaning like as you enter into this project, you need to be, before you could cash out, you're in it for 60 or 90 days? No. He just like recommends what you should do when you're in the project. Okay. And um, yeah, that's really what he does. And again, that's, that's a good learning experience because you're able to, Maybe if those projects come again uh, around, you're able to, you know, yeah. maybe not jump on them so quickly. Um, can you explain what are node projects? Oh, node projects, they're um, basically you buy their token and then you buy a node on their website for a certain or DAP for a certain amount of coins. And per day, they pay you a certain amount of their coin. Like the most popular node out there, Strong Node. Or strong block. I'm mm -hmm. pretty sure one of it's the a, two. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're the best nodes out there. I think they're going downhill now. I think the new best node is Thor nodes or something. Yeah, and then we were talking about yeah. Thor swap. I'm sure this is all connected yeah. in that sense. I've, I've, I'm generally asking from interest because I really don't know much yeah. about nodes. If you're going to purchase a node, are you? Do you purchase it through like your KYC, your centralized exchanges, or do you have to go to the DeFi? How do you go about buying a node? Uh, you go into their DAP, they okay. would, which is like a decentralized application they make for their actual own project. Got it. And then connect your wallet, have their tokens, and then just buy the node. What type of wallet are you using to connect? Are you using like a hot wallet, like a MetaMask, or can you connect by like a Binance wallet as well? Uh, MetaMask. Go You're using MetaMask. MetaMask. Yeah. And I, I was asking your dad about that yesterday. He was telling me you don't use any cold storage. Are you, all your, your trading, is it done through the, ex the exchange or is everything being done through your hot wallet MetaMask? Well, I kind of had phases. I was like one point only using uh, exchanges another point i was only doing metamask and yeah. right now i'm doing exchanges again do you see uh see i only use ledger cold storage yeah. that's it do you see yourself um have, have you thought about going into cold storage at all 
kind, uh, <laughs> kind, okay. but um, yeah. Let me yeah, I have some water. No worries. Yeah, I got about four ledgers right now, and I used to be in your position yeah. with the MetaMask, but like, it's scary shit. Like, yeah. if someone can easily hack that, you're, you do. You, do you have any fear of that? Do you see yourself well, using Ledger? Uh, I can see myself using Ledger, but I think I would prefer using exchanges because uh, I don't think your people that have your Gmail and password has your phone to, for two F. A two FA code. Yeah. So I think that's like it's yeah. The, fine. The exchange is fine, fine as as well. But now, can all those exchanges, when uh, let's say when you're going to buy a node, like, are you able to connect an exchange wallet through the DAP to purchase a node, or do you need to use the MetaMask? No, as as far as my knowledge go, only MetaMask and Trust Wallet. Okay, so th yeah. then maybe that question, if anyone's listening, is probably super technical. Yeah. Um, you understood it though, right? Yeah. Okay. So see what I do is I'm using MetaMask as a third party, but I've connected there. So when you open the mod MetaMask, there's a setting button there yeah. and it says connect your hardware wallet. So actually when I go to purchase something like uh, on OpenSea's NFTs or, or just in general, let's say through the DAP, I could be in a liquidity pool. When I go to connect my wallet, I am using MetaMask, but I'm using my, my ledger through, yeah. the, through the MetaMask as that's my wallet. So, so you imported the wallet? Yes. Yeah. So I've imported the wallet. So when I go to, let's say, uh, I don't know, simple swap uh, Ethereum to maybe wrapped Ethereum, whatever. If I'm going to do the swap and I go through PancakeSwap yeah. and I do the swap, it will go to sign to the MetaMask, but physically my heart, my, my ledger needs yeah. to be connected to my laptop and the signing can only be done there. Oh, that's smart. This that's why I was saying get the get the get the ledger and then what you'll get is like a, a plate for your twenty four word password because that's probably the scariest part to me. Yeah. The interesting part about the ledger is that you own your own keys, right? Yeah. In that sense. Now at the end of the day, it's still centralized because well, ledger is a network. Yeah. However, they you can read into it. They they have some crazy crazy. Uh, security on that side but it's the only way you can own the keys to your wallet you don't own the keys to your wallet on binance but that goes to say if binance was hacked then well the whole crypto world would probably fall apart right yeah, yeah. well there there are other exchanges other so yeah i mean crypto.com and blah 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 Bybit. Are, which exchanges are you currently using and uh, and how oh, i don't know can we talk about that how, yeah. how are you able to sign up <laughs> uh, is there, you got a loop yeah maybe there's something we, we are we able to share that i mean no. it's all it's oh, all yeah. deregulated so if any kids come out because that's the first question they're going to ask yeah. you're only 15 years old but you have these accounts so there's some sort of loophole there i don't know we can't expose that just you can plead the fifth next question uh, is fine <laughs> this is your dad's identity yeah oh. that's that always works there we go we've yeah, some of them don't have KYC. Oh, really? Yeah. Which which ones is that? Yeah, for uh, uh, like not that you don't need KYC on, and they're centralized. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Bybit and KuCoin, they're both great exchanges. Bybit I mainly use because they do futures, uh, derivatives on cryptocurrencies, like most cryptocurrencies. Okay, I, I want to understand that. I've been looking into futures and derivatives on on Bitcoin. I haven't fully understood it. Uh, I'm definitely, I, I'm not a I'm finance major in that sense. But before we jump into that, um, 
let's say KuCoin. Yeah. Can I open a KuCoin account and attach a Thai bank account to it? Well, I never actually tried that. I always had my crypto in as crypto. I, I never tried depositing. Ah, okay, I see what you mean. So everything, let's call it your, your onboarding is done through KYC. Yeah. Gotcha. Which is, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. We, we've cracked that, cracked that code. Um, I, again, because I'm looking for ways to onboard um, you without using BitCub because obviously I need a certain... Uh, documentation to do that anyways we'll forget about that um okay back to f- um you're saying q coin you yeah. can you can purchase uh futures derivative future derivatives of let's say bitcoin can you explain yeah. what are futures what are uh, explain that concept a little bit more well as far as i know they're basically just gambling <laughs> if if the crypto is going to go up or down in price but with this you actually have indicators to show if like people are overbuying, which will cause the price will go up, or overselling, which will cause the price to go down. Now, some of these times, most of these times, these indicators uh, won't aren't accurate. Yeah. So you're gonna have to need a lot of experience. What indicators? Um, and this is on the technical yeah. analysis side. So I'm a, I'm a f- aware of a few like the MACD and RSI. Yeah. Um, which, and stuff. Y- oh, oh, you're looking more at like the the moving average lines. Yeah. Okay, so very, very basic indicators. And how are you um, executing your trade? Are you kind of doing a little bit of technical analysis? Is it coming more from the community and what they're saying? Or how do you make that execution or that decision? Um, I kind of do both. Recently, I've been trying to do technical analysis, but I haven't put any order in because um, the couple of trades before that was failures. Not my technical analysis, though, just trades by other uh, people. And so I got scared and afraid. And so I stopped trading. And then I see at the spot where I wanted to trade but didn't went up. So that gives me a little more confidence in my signals and indicators. Mm. Yeah. And um, in the community side, there's a person I know that um, does derivatives and he does great call outs. But some of those call-outs has costed me money. Yeah. You, you, and made me a lot of money, though. But then, and that kind of goes back to what you said at the beginning, still do your yeah. own research. So yeah. even when someone does a call-out, do you f- dig a bit deeper? Do you go down that rabbit hole to try to investigate where that call-out's coming from? Well, I kind of, not really. I kind of check if um, that crypto has gone close to my li- liquidated price because I use leverage. Oh, and shit which is scary and <laughs> is very, yeah, very, just very scary. What what are you doing leverage? Like 25, 10? Uh, 25. Holy Actually shit. both 25. That and doesn't. Uh, I made $480 on it. So. Yeah. But it, it leverage scares me in the, I've yeah. done leverage in, in, in Forex, but leverage on crypto. I mean, it moves, you know, yeah. half a percent, one direction. You you've lost it all. Have you had any experiences with that where, you know, you've had some major leverage and you're looking at to hear that like, yep. Uh, yeah. Could you tell but, us a story about like a, a disaster leverage trade? Yeah. Yesterday when Bitcoin was $47,000, today it's $45,000. And most cryptos follow Bitcoin. And I have gone, I, I longed uh, AVAX, Avalanche. Okay. Um with $200 and 
I woke up the next morning seeing that's down like two hundred dollars, two ninety dollars, because mm. because of Bitcoin dropping two thousand. So you went long on on this trade, and th- what was your leverage on that? Twenty five x. So the second it moved down at all, it was yeah. probably gone in about seconds. No. No, I had it for since last night. Okay. This morning I exited because exited yeah. because I didn't want to lose all my money. What What was it at Avalanche when you got in, and what was it this morning? I got in at. Uh, I'm pretty sure I got in at 98. Yep. And then it went down to 90. Yeah. So there's your 25. It's yeah. gone quick. And but that that's and what one day. See, okay, so I'll give you an example of technical analysis. Yeah. Um, and if you called me last night, I would have said, do not make that trade. What's happening now with Bitcoin on a tech, from a technical analysis standpoint, it's stuck. It needs to pass the 200 moving average line on the daily charts. Mm-hmm. So what's happening now, it's consolidating because we've had such a, you know, a, a rise that it needs a healthy reset. I mean, things yeah. can't just go up. And that, uh, that's what I'm watching. I, I'm watching it very, very closely. And if you look at, let's say, the... What, what day is today? April 1st? Yeah. So if we look at April 1st, um, uh, same idea. Again, everything's following Bitcoin. Ethereum as well. So Ethereum went up to 34. It's trying to pass the 200 moving average line. Um, but it's getting squeezed on the 50 EMA, exponential moving average line. So yeah. I know that... I'm not going to go long on something that it's trying to get through this. This yeah. it, That's the resistance. And it's had it's gone up about 20% in two weeks. So it needs to healthily come back down minimum 15. Yeah. So right now I'm just eyeing Ethereum to make an entrance at maybe 3, 3, 1. Okay. Um, and that's watching it come down to the 50 EMA. Yeah. And then you just monitor that closely and it should bounce off it. And it's going to make another run at the 200, M, uh, the 200 moving average. But... Something like Bitcoin yesterday at forty seven thousand. Yeah, I wouldn't have gone long. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. but if you learn basic fundamentals of 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 um, of uh, uh, let's say charting, yeah. have you looked at? Uh, do you do any charting? Do you understand support lines, regression line, uh, resistance yeah, I think lines? I know support. Not sure about support, but I'm pretty sure resistance. I know That's where like top. it goes down, goes down a little bit here, yeah, and then maybe a small up and that's like resistance well the the resistance will essentially be you you'll you chart and it's hard to show visually but uh or explain it in that sense but it's basically okay so an example all-time high bitcoin therefore resistance is sixty nine thousand. that's the resistance line so we know when it makes another run at 69 well it's not just going to smash through 69. It's going to, it's going to bounce off that. And that, that those are good indicators on like yeah. when you should get in, when sh- you should get out. Um, on your side, you're starting to do your own technical analysis research. Now, or, or how do you go, how do you go about um, teaching yourself, whether it's technical analysis, staking, mining, whatever, is it all YouTube? Uh, yeah, mostly YouTube and well, I, I would backtest a strategy first. I would go back in time and I would see, um, I would use the strategies like, oh, that inter- these two indicators are showing me, showing me that I should go long. Mm. And then I would see if I would make profit doing long. And if I do, that's a win. And I'll just like do a bunch of those to see if this strategy is profitable. Do you take the qualitative 
analysis into consideration, meaning like I also backtrack indicators and, um, you know, historically, what have these indicators on this chart on this time frame showed in the past? But what's important too is when you're looking at that specific spot uh, of the specific point in time of those indicators for a proof of concept, you should also go back and look at the news. Yeah. What was going on in the news at that time? Was there inflation? Was the Ukraine going to war with yeah. Russia? This stuff as well, uh, because at the end of the day, like uh, we all know, crypto has basically gone sideways since what? Yeah. January, February? Well, no, I think this since January, Bitcoin was at 36,000. Bitcoin's at 45 now. It might go down. Yeah, it might go down. Where, where do you, what do you see happening? What do you think will happen with Bitcoin over the next, let's say, six months? Um, that depends on Putin. Okay. Yeah. I think that, no, I mean, that's actually a fair statement. It's, there is too much uncertainty in that sense, right? Like they don't know, are they going to war? Are they not going to war? Therefore uncertainty, not investment. So I yeah. think they already went to war, didn't they? Well, well let's say the next phase of, okay, Ukraine is ours and like no more Ukrainian flag. We don't, we don't know. Anyways, I don't want to, I don't like to talk about this too much because this yeah. is this is the problem with that is youtube bans us youtube goes all right that's that's propaganda no we're not po- we're not <laughs> posting this video um okay let's talk about um uh some staking and liquidity pools yeah. and how you got into those and maybe what you're doing now with them um so the first time i got into staking was because uh my dad's friend muscle was it yeah I I don't know his actual name. I'm pretty sure that's his nickname. I'm sure uh, Stu's friends all got nicknames. <laughs> yeah, uh, he he told my dad about uh, this these two coins called Static and Charge, and they were doing six percent per day, which at the time I don't think is much, but now Jesus Christ, I know that's a lot. Yeah, and um, wait, no, it was actually one point five percent a day. Okay, well, like a couple months before that, it was six percent. But still, that's insane. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. And um, I went into that, I made a little profit. Um, and then after that, I just went on Twitter and YouTube and searched for staking projects. And I, f- or I went into this site that I think my dad's friend also told us about called Beef Leaf, no, Beefy Finance. Yeah, Beefy Finance. Be- beefy Finance. Yeah. And it, this is a, it's like an information? No, it, it, uh, it actually stakes the, um, coins as well the tokens uh, with auto compounding so you don't have to compound it yourself and i went on there went onto the phantom network and i saw this coin i think it was called two shares and that was 13 percent a day so i went into that and i thought still that wasn't a lot i thought 15 percent was a lot holy <laughs> god now now me looking at stocks and stuff yeah i know that's a lot yeah, but those liquidity yeah. pools are extremely risky. Yeah. Did you do well in those ones? Uh, yeah, in two shares, I did decently well, actually. I went in. Uh, it's kind of went sideways just... No, no, it went down, and the <laughs> amount I was staking went up. equalized to that. So I would stay at the same amount I put in because I would be getting more of the token, Yeah. and um, the token price would be going down. So yeah, these staking pools. I've been we yeah. were talking. Uh, I've been looking at Thor's swap, um, and recently there, um, I was doing the research on this. There's a video I meant to watch before you jumped in. It's going deep into Thor swap. I'll pull. I'll send it to you later. Send it to your dad. Um, 
ThorSwap is going to, what they allow, it's a swapping uh, platform, let's say, and all they have like eight blockchains in there, like Ethereum, Bitcoin's on there. Um, I think that might just be like a general swap, like Pancake. Similar, yeah, and they're bringing in, but they're bringing in Luna now. Uh. So Luna will be on there within, they said within the month, and you'll be able to go into liquidity pools and stake uh, UST with their coin Rune, Rune, is that it? Runa, Runa. there it is. But it's spelled R. It's just Rune. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's Rune. R U N E. Uh, I'm looking at this one right now. Um, Are you so currently? Are you staking anything right now? Are you in the market? Are you in any trades? Uh, mostly I'm just in derivatives right now. Um, just to see if I would make money. This is, and that's all I'm doing currently. Now that part I, I I don't understand. What do you mean you're in derivatives? Could you explain um, that to like a five year old? I'm learning technical analysis. Okay, so you're learn. Yeah. So you're not you haven't you're not executing any trades at the moment. You're uh, I am a little from the community's call out. Okay. Call outs and uh, that's the only trades I'm executing really. What communities are you in, and where do these communities? engage where do they live is it twitter signal whatsapp i guess it's kind of a service so there's this one person that just does call out he does crazy leverage like 100x leverage 50x 1.125x leverage here put that push that up a bit i guess that's okay down there yeah that's okay okay yeah yeah as i was saying 50x to 125x leverage and that was just mad and it was like fifty dollars per month to join his VIP. Would you call service. that a DAO? Uh, I wouldn't say so. It's not a d- so, and but where? Are you, how is he giving you that information? Oh, on you would find him on Twitter because he would post about his winnings on Twitter. Got it. And then you go to his website, buy his service, and he'll add you to the VIP Telegram group. Got it. And yeah. from there, I've been, I've just been trying uh, to make profit off that. That's actually his his signals were the signals that made me $480. That's interesting. See, immediately, I, I, I'm i too yeah. skeptical. I, 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 I'm i those people that are telling you you're going to 10, 20x. I just believe it's could be a bit of bullshit. You never know. Like, uh, also, well, if, they, if they're, like, pushing their own coins and then pumping and dumping them, that's where I get a bit concerned. I don't know. It, it was, like, Rune and Bitcoin and yeah. those, like, top 100 coins. Yeah, they pushed it like Rune. Let's say the end of February, Rune was at like uh, uh, three dollars. I think it's at twelve or thirteen right now. Have you been watching um, ApeCoin? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was like made by the board eight yacht club owner. Yeah. yeah. This yeah. is this is all, all in the NFT space. Um, have you done any research into the NFT side? Do you see yourself getting involved in that? Um, I I did got get into Solana NFTs. Uh, I I watched like three hours worth of how to flip NFTs never was, was not worth it. Didn't actually made any successful flips, uh, dead, dead projects. And, um, one night I was on tilt and I kind of just like went half a Solana into a random project. I didn't know. I thought it was going to go big because it was on the main, it was going to launch on the main Solana, um, NFT market, I guess. Maybe they're, I don't know if, uh, they have their own, I don't know if it's rarables or it's there's like an, magic 
Den or something. Okay, there's so many different ones. Yeah. They're, I get, they're essentially, they're just third-party applications. Yeah. But they're probably on the Solana Solana blockchain, blockchain yeah. Because, yeah. like, most of the other ones, like Board 8 Yacht Club, everything's on OpenSea's on the Ethereum yeah. blockchain. It's on SolanaArt.io. Solana, SolanaArt.io? That's the second website. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. See, I don't. I haven't got on because... Um, I just I, I a ton of money there. You yeah. you did yeah because you're always trying to sell me horse shit. No, <laughs> no I was I was learning. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> I forget what you were sending me. I was like, get this out of here. The the good thing about the Solana blockchain is because the gas fees are low. Yeah, very low. So I was buying back in December and like we were some. I I I did some trades like during minting that were like five hundred bucks in gas. Yeah, but you were buying them so cheap that it. Didn't you kind of made money immediately? Like you bought them at like 0.27 ETH, 500 bucks in gas, and then two days later they were worth like one ETH. So the 500 bucks didn't really yeah. matter. It's all relative. Um, but no, NFTs is a it's a crazy space. Be careful yeah. that I wouldn't get into NFTs. Yeah, it's this is see I'm in in it, but I'm I'm only in it because I know on one thing that I'm doing. I, everyone I don't every time people ask me what other projects are you doing, I'm like I don't know. It's it's too the problem with the NFT space is like one day in NFT world feels like a week. There's yeah. just so much going on. Um, is there any other uh, other interesting? Uh, let's call them. I wouldn't call them like shit coins. Are you are you looking at like meme coins? Um, well, actually, a large percent of my portfolio has actually been made from Dogecoin. Getting in early. Getting in early. What when, when I, did I you got get in? At five cents. Okay. Put sixty dollars in for fun, and um, it went to seventy three cents. I think. Yeah. I didn't sell because I thought it was gonna ride to one dollar. Yeah. And that's how I learned uh, not to be too greedy. And where where is it at right now? I think it's thirteen cents now. Thirteen cents now. I sold out at fifteen cents. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's and that would have been last year. There was a lot of hype yeah. behind it, right? Uh, are you looking at any any other coins right now at the moment? Because there's so many of these, like again, they're called. I guess the term is shit coins. Shit shit coins, yeah, yeah, right. Um, No, I don't think I'm looking at any altcoins. Yeah, it's too. I think I'm just looking at the top 200 coins because of um, the dude. This guy, what what's his name on Twitter? It was like Crypto Cobra or Cobra Uh, Crypto. I'm sure it is. Yeah, Yeah. there's all these guys out there, right? Um, And when you sign up on his his website, he's giving you the signals. Are you able to communicate in that signal uh, atmosphere, that environment with other people involved? Or is it kind of like he's dropping the information and that's it? Or like, are you able to communicate with the community? Uh, no, you can only either just talk to the owner privately. and That's actually just it. That's it, yeah. yeah. And do you, besides getting those calls, are you doing any of your own research as well? Um, yeah, I'm looking into technical analysis. Just like technical. And yeah. that's more just training for yourself. Yeah. Do you see yourself, are you going to just teach yourself or would you take one of those crypto courses? Uh, I'm going to try to teach myself at first. And if it goes sideways and unsuccessful, I'll just go into one of those courses. I honestly, like, I think you'll learn more teaching yourself than the courses. The problem with those courses, it's like if it's 10 chapters, the first four are like, I get it, I get it, I get it. And it's you. I find like it's gonna take you like if there's ten chapters, probably chapters seven to eight, you'll find value, and the rest is like probably chapter one is how to open a MetaMask or something. Yeah. Right. Um. 
But yeah, definitely technical analysis will be your best friend on, yeah. on crypto. At least so you understand entry and exit points. Yeah. Um, besides that, what do your friends think about what you're doing? Do you have a community in Phuket of similar like-minded people like yourself that are also the same age? Well, I don't actually know anyone that is young as me that does crypto. Mm. Yeah, no. And when you talk to your your friends at school or just in general, when you share this information with them, or do you, or is it just too I, far I over their head? They they don't do any crypto, so I just don't talk about uh, about crypto to them. Just talk about games. Games. Oh, are you currently still gaming in the Fortnite world, or? Um, no, I'm not really playing much Fortnite. I think I would be playing Valorant mostly, mm. and CS:GO sometimes. I got the Forza. Her I got Forza Horizon Four. And an actual wheel controller. So this is a r racing game. It's a computer yeah. game. Yeah. As well. Well, that that's the interesting part. I they say that all all uh, game tokens yeah. will be a big part of this year, but the games are quite. Uh, I think yeah. I don't think they can get more complicated than maybe RPG. Yeah. Um, like Axie Infinity, it's more of like a child's game, but they're producing tokens. Have you looked into Decentraland? Have you looked into any of the metaverses like Decentraland and and the no. Sandbox? I did do a trade with. No, I didn't do a trade, but uh, Cobra Crypto or yeah, yeah he he did a call out on that and made four hundred percent on Sandbox or Decentraland uh, AX on Axie Infinity. Yeah, yeah, they're they're probably even a top top fifty. They must be a top fifty coin as well. Yeah. Right now. I think so. I know. I think it was like forty three or something. I know Sandbox is up there. Sandbox hit like eight dollars. Um, that would have been in November. It's an interesting coin. I'm still looking. I'm keeping an eye at sand, sand right now. I think it's around 350. But the all-time high was 8. I think it could break 10. It's yeah. just a matter of time. How, are, are you are you looking into the metaverse at all? Do you see anything? Uh, have you done any research on that side? No, I haven't. I haven't actually get, gone to the crypto side of the metaverse. Yeah, it's still a bit early, I think. The technology is not really there yeah. for, for virtual it's like, reality. It's like 2D games. Yeah, everything is two yeah. D, and I mean, like, and fit, and it's more like it's not optimized yet for your your mobile. It's yeah. still everything is pretty much you're gonna need a for these games to work. You still need a pretty heavy duty uh, computer. Uh. So, I want to go back to like the liquidity pool stuff because yeah. even for me that's interesting. Um, I'm I'm starting to get into it because I understand that once you get into crypto. These liquidity pools can, you know, if, if you're you're following the cycle of Bitcoin, you want to get out at the high and get back in at the low, the liquidity yeah. pools can be a good place to enter. When you started getting into liquidity pools, what was the reasoning behind that? Was that purely just from word of mouth and you're interested in it? Or was it involved in like your actual trading and getting in and getting out and using those li liquidity pools, you know, to let's say uh, play it safe? I think I was just doing it to make money, honestly. <laughs> Do you like, foresee, do you foresee yeah. like this, like, where do you foresee yourself getting involved back into the liquidity pools? Are you kind of diversifying around this whole crypto sphere? Um, yeah, kind of with staking mostly. Um, right now, I'm not going to do any staking. And if I were to, I'd probably get into the whitelist if they do that. Do they do whitelist? Whitelist forced, really sure. like being able to be mint, you mean? Um, I guess be the first people to invest what? in their coins correct yeah that's usually we use this terminology yeah. terminology in uh in the nft space whitelist meaning like you get 
you know, VIP access to mint their coin at the beginning. Or With, NFTs. Or NFTs. And nodes even. And and that's interesting. See, my experience um, when trading off a whitelist, if you whitelist and you mint immediately, the price, it's probably going to it's gonna rocket up because all yeah. those people that are on the public side, they get, you know, fear of missing out. Yeah. Finally, when FOMO. the pub, yeah, they get the FOMO. And then when the, the, the public gets the opportunity to mint and they finally get in and purchase, yeah. the price goes up, that's when you get out. Yeah. You get out on the uh, you get out way before the top because the public's buying buying it's going to drive it up but you need to get out before they stop buying yeah. and as you get out you could get out let's say if you mint it at one you get in at get in at, get out at ten it's probably going to drop back down to two yeah. and then you take your profits and buy it too yeah that's it's it's that's, that was my plan for a while um, in the mass phase I had I found these projects that was like a pyramid scheme and. Some of the projects they did on Polygon, Phantom, Binance Smart Chain, Avalanche, and the successful ones were called like Matic FOMO, uh, Phantom FOMO. Yeah, yeah. And I actually got into those and actually made like money. Um, on on Matic FOMO, I think I made um, I made double of what I put in and. Same for Phantom FOMO. I didn't get into the av Avalanche FOMO because that was before Matic and Phantom FOMO. Yeah. So then, when you're getting in, you're are you pur you're purchasing their coin? Um, well, this is kind of different. This is really just a ROI system mm. where you put money in, and uh, the devs would take like five percent of that out, put and give it to the devs and stuff. Yeah, for marketing, and, whatever. Yeah. yeah, and the other ninety-five percent would be used to to fuel their contract with money and uh people that get in first obviously make most make their money back and the people that get in a week later lose all their money really. yeah they're just stuck there holding the yeah. bag so what um you're attaching or sorry how are you purchasing this through their website uh, attaching a mat uh, a, a wallet uh attaching your metamask wallet and having the actual coin that um, that they've released yeah no they didn't release a coin just like avalanche coin or phantom coin got it okay or so it's Atmatic. like you're, it's like you're staking the the phantom coin the networks coin, their, yeah. yeah that networks coin yeah. um into their their system and yeah. then when you pull out and you've made your profit you're getting that you're you're yeah. for example are you getting getting avex back yeah oh okay and then wh where do you go to your their website and connect your wallet on their website? Yeah. Doesn't that scare the shit out of you? Well, yeah, kind of. But I always, um, I have this website I know, I know called Hayes Crypto. It does audits, which kind of like tests their script to see if it's a rug or if it like can pull your money out and stuff. Yes. And I think they test the website as well. This is where I found all the projects. And I, of course, have this one YouTuber that does the same. So I'm pretty sure I would like get in before the the YouTuber posts that project because when he does an hour later there would be like three hundred thousand dollars into the contract. Yeah, that that part scares me when you're connecting your MetaMask to let's say uh, uh, any random website. You could essentially be signing something that gives them access to your MetaMask. Yeah, uh, some small projects they 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 have this. Thing 
or technique, strategy, whatever you want to call it, where it's kind of a pre-sale and um, you would write down how much of their token you would want to buy. And when you click accept for their stable coin that they take, like USDT, um, they would say like 200, but at the top they would see one of two tr transactions. And if you press on that or... Uh, you would see the transaction before that, which is like one billion USD yeah. T um, allowance, which means that you're allowing them to take that limit. Yeah. Like out of, out of your, you can, out of yeah, I know. Wallet. I saw that. Uh, I was using the Ether Scan the other day. I, I, yeah. Are you familiar with Ether Scan? Yeah. Have you it's ever got transactions? Right? The transactions, but if you put in your wallet uh, address, yeah, you can go and look at like the. I've opened it before and opened up some like ECR twenty tokens and like I've I'm my wallet's been compromised. Where like literally, there's something in there from I don't know where. Somehow they got on the back end that says like you have given somebody access to usdt up to 1 billion yeah but if there's no usdt in my account they can't take it yeah they can't take anything. i don't know how the hell that even got i have no idea how it got in there well and then you can do something there's a, a new part of etherscan where you can actually remove that out yeah but then you have to pay the gas fee which is then it just gets annoying yeah well i actually know how to do that you just go top right and then approved websites and then there would be like all the websites you allowed um, access to your wallet like pancake yeah. swap and stuff you could just press the x on the right side and they don't have access to your wallet though yeah so i i could have been I, i'm assuming there could be backdoor stuff on pancake yeah. swap i don't know i like that so yeah my metamask my protocol is anything i connect to i disconnect to i lock yeah. the metamask is clean but still on the ether scan in the back end it, it was showing a token that yeah. i had to revoke that's what it is. So you go to Etherscan, you click on, there could be an USDT token there. And it says like access to whatever, a billion. It's basically unlimited. Yeah. And that token sitting there in my, my, my Etherscan like wallet yeah. that can only be seen on the Etherscan network, yeah. not on the MetaMask. And I have to physically revoke this thing. It's almost like a bug is sitting in your wallet that you don't know about. Well, I, I have random tokens in my wallet, but that's... That doesn't actually do anything. They they don't actually take any money. It's just they're just there so that coin can have multiple holders for I don't know what reason. Mm. I just see like on their website of that coin, it's just like oh send this amount of that crypto to your the address below. And yeah, it could just be giving it access to that as well. Yeah, yeah the park it, it the the whole crypto space it's. And the security side scares the shit out of me. I'm always very, very skeptical and uh, quite careful out there as well and using you know, the right security protocols. Um, on your side, let's say today or tomorrow yeah. or whatever, this week, like, do you, what are your calls? What, what's, what's next for you on the investment side are you looking at? Um, honestly, for now, I think I'm just going to try to learn technical analysis because I think that's like kind of cool and can make you a lot of money if you know how to do it. And I guess try to follow Cobra's, Crypto Cobra's calls because his trades has been successful. You know Zill, remember? Yeah. yeah, he did like three trades on those and made with 100x leverage and made 9,000% in one week. 
So th- those guys, it's interesting. Now, do they make like, let's say in a week, 20 calls and then one's right? That's me. Like, and then kind of, it's like saying, yeah, well, even a broken clock is right twice a day. As long, if he makes a hundred calls, one of them's going to hit. Or is he pretty selective? Um, he's selective. He, okay. he doesn't do too many signals or calls, but he does a good amount, like maybe one or two a day. Mm. And you would like, um, I guess recently he has been like doing one a day uh, because he, I guess he couldn't see many indicators showing that he should go long or, or short. And um, yeah, I just follow those. Yeah. And it's, uh, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to, yeah, even for me, like to make those, yeah. cause at the end of the day, when someone gives you a signal and you don't know technical analysis, yeah. you're kind of just putting your trust into them that they've yeah. made the right decision. Are they giving you, like, does he give you entry and exit signals, meaning, like, yeah. enter at this dollar and try to exit at this point? Yeah, he would be, like, a safe entry and risk entry. And um, every time he, like, cashes out, he would post in the VIP telegram and the um, free telegram um, how much he made and write, like, Cobra next to it just so, like, everyone knows it's him. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's how people are convinced and, like, get into his thing, get into his service. Uh, his free channel has 100,000 people in it, and it it grew to 105,000. That's his Twitter, right? Yeah. yeah. And you never know, like... The, you get some free signals there. You never know if it's bots, too. It's, yeah. It's interesting. They, the, like, a lot of those accounts there, they can build up, like, it's just... You, the, the secret is you really need to go read the comments and yeah. read to and you read uh, the retweets, because if it is bots, it's usually just Indians yeah. retweeting okay. it, and it's just... It's, an, it's literally social farms in India that just, yeah. like, have thousands of phones that are just, like, running, and yeah. it's, a bit, it's a bit sketchy. Um... Uh, just a random question as well. So you've grown up in Phuket your whole life. Yeah. Um, is is it been? What is the ch- typical childhood growing up in Phuket like? In in the standard of living, like, what are you doing for fun? Do you enjoy living on the island? Do you see yourself being here? Where do you see yourself going next? Oh, I'm I'm leaving as soon as I get the chance to. You're gonna regret it's that. So boring. <laughs> I'd rather. Yeah, I I just wanna. Where would you go? England. It's cold. Uh. Not so sunny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, you, that's like the only reason. Do you get to visit quite often when you go back? Um, last time I visited was last summer or two summers ago. Yeah. Mm. And it was kind of fun because we kind of went to London and went to see old friends that uh, used to go to school here but moved to England and kind of went around England. And yeah, that's just fun. Pardon? And Monica once, yeah. I was told that they try. My dad and his friend try to um, sneak me into a strip club. I don't. I don't <laughs> have any memory of this. It was oh, a casino. A casino. casino. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was a strip club. That's okay. It's 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 basically someone's taking something from you, anyways. <laughs> um, they okay, have horrible Wi-Fi at Monaco. Really? And, 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 and in the hotel, at least. In the hotel. Yeah. Because uh, that's the good thing about Thailand, the 4G here. I don't know about you, but my 4G has been really weird the past two weeks. Well. It's been like, like I had like three days where it just, it wasn't working at all. I also visited Italy, right, Dad? I accidentally visited Italy. What happened there? Um, My dad's friend has a boat, and uh, we drove out. Like, how far out? 
we went into France for lunch. So I also went to France. Uh, went and they got drunk, and I drove the boat back, and I passed Monaco into Italy. You were driving? Oh, driving for them. Was it a big boat or? Uh, I, I can't. Th- I guess it was a. Oh, okay. It was a cigarette. Yeah, there we go. And I was nine years old. <laughs> that's the life right there. <laughs> there we go. We'll clip that one. Yeah, that's that's the whole podcast. Um, no, that, okay. That's perfect. That, that kind of reminded me to ask you about this. So I was talking to your dad yesterday about that. You're also doing, you've done some like web 3.0 wallet connect gambling. Yeah, no, not, not really web 3.0. You just put money in and then. Can you explain? Uh, I, I recently looked at this and it's interesting cause then you don't, don't have to deal with like setting up a bet three, six or five account using fiat. Um, I think gambling websites this will be the future explain what you did and what happened so i was kind of bored and i was like down on a lot of money at that time so i put a hundred dollars into a popular website called stake.com and um kind of played some games so it's but to so people understand that again they're they're online casinos yeah but they're completely deregulated and at that point you're you have the the money in your MetaMask, I'm assuming, and you connect your MetaMask wallet to them. Uh, not really. You kind of just send, uh, your money to, um, your stake wallet. They kind of have a wallet set up for you when you sign up, and you just send money to that wallet, and then it'll just show up. Do they have? Is it like a what? What then? What blockchain are they on? Uh, multiple. They use like Litecoin, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Tron. EOS, um, Dogecoin even. And you basically, they give you a wallet address and then yeah. from your MetaMask, you're just sending, let's say, whatever to that wallet address. Yeah. And that appears on the stake wallet. Yeah. Okay. I mainly send from my um, exchange. Yeah. And um, on that one day alone, I went from $100 to $1,600. Okay. And, and, and then I just like played for two weeks after that. And then I, in total, accumulated $3,000 in profit. I paid off my debts. Yeah. And uh, stopped gambling, really. Did they, did you, did you take a loss for you to stop or what happened? Why did you stop? I stopped because I took a $200 loss. Okay. But on that same day, I made that $200 back with a 50 cents profit. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) So that's when I just knew, like, I'm done stealing money from this casino, casino. Yeah. well, I mean, it's always it, they're probably that's probably their game plan to keep yeah. you around to take it back. But I'm assuming then the games you're playing in there, they're just made up digitized games. Uh, kinda. Uh, I played two main games called Dice and Dragon Towers. On Dragon Towers, it's like the you pick easy or medium or hard, super hard. And on I played with easy mode. Uh, there would be four columns. And a bunch of uh, rows. And three out of four columns have eggs. And if you get an egg, uh, you you can continue up this um, tower. And the, every time you go up one egg, there's like a higher multiplier. Like the first egg is 1.13. Got it, yeah. Second is 1.53. Third is 2.43. And I would cash out at 2.43. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen there's a, a site called Rubet or something. Have you heard of Rubet? Yeah, I've heard of Rubet. Yeah, it's the same I shit. I saw that like two years ago. Like Steve, do you know who Steve Will Do It is? No. Uh, pardon? Steve Will Do It. Do you know this yeah, guy? Yeah, 
I I, I think he yeah, did he, like a lot of money, right? He that's where he gets all his money from Rubet. Yeah, and it's the same thing. It's like, uh, there'll be let's say like a a, a ten by ten grid yeah. of like cards, whatever yeah. doesn't matter, and you're clicking on them until one is an explosion, and then I you lose everything. Mines. They're mine, something yeah. like this. And then every time you click one, it's like times one. But the next one's times two. And the next yeah. one's times three. And yeah. then you can stop there. Yeah. But then you, people keep, and you're clicking. And then the second you click a mine, well, you've yeah. lost everything. I'm not a great influence to my friends because I, I on this day, I won 1.6 grand. Yeah. Kind of gave one of my friends $100 just to play around with. And on that day, he's like, oh, I made $300. This is so easy. And then in... Two minutes later, he lost that $300. And did he try to get more money and put it on? Uh, No, he still had that $100 that I gave him. Okay. And then he made that, uh, he made 300 again. And he's like, nope, this is not easy. I'm, yep. I'm taking this profit. And yeah, he just left with that. So when you want to cash out, you're just sending it, you're sending the, the stake coin at this point back to your Binance? Um, you're, you're kind of sending like Bitcoin and Litecoin, like whatever coin you deposited in okay. out into your exchange. That's what I did. Ah, I used Litecoin. Okay. And, and are there any like stipulations there? Like do you have to pay like uh, an onboarding fee, an exit fee when you're trying to get in um, and out? Yeah, transaction fees are. Oh, just basic yeah. transaction fees. Yeah. That's I, but except when you withdraw from stake, it's um, a lot cheaper since um, you're kind of like, they have this system where they get a bunch of that crypto uh, like they get the people that are withdrawing at the exact same time and kind of do it through one transaction. Mm. So they would, uh, everyone would have to pay like a portion of the withdrawal fees. So you're kind of waiting to take the boat. Uh, not really. You could just withdraw instantly because there's like a lot of people withdrawing every yeah, yeah. second. Yeah, that, and makes, that makes sense. I use Tron, which is like a dollar per transaction fees. You know, Tron, it's like third, no. 23rd. It's, Oh, that's it's a it's a coin. Yeah, yeah. I haven't. I don't really look past. I would say the top ten. Yeah. And and I'm more just on the NFT side. Like I really, I, I honestly just do my technical analysis on Bitcoin yeah. because whatever happens in Bitcoin happens on everything. Yeah. So you don't really, unless there's like, well, except for something like Luna. Did you see how much they went up? They just broke an all time high this week. I think they hit one ten. Oh. Yeah, Luna. Isn't Lu it like ninety or eighty right now? No, I think it's a hundred. I saw it at one oh nine yesterday, but they their all time high was like eighty, uh, or ninety something like that, yeah. which is interesting because they're one of the, Luna's one of the only coins that have, have exploded. Because yeah. I'm I'm not sure if you're familiar the the owner let's call it of of Luna is a uh, du Duquan do sorry Doquan yeah you can check him on Twitter he's huge but they're what they're doing is they're pay they're buying a hundred and twenty eight. Uh, a uh, million US dollars of Bitcoin every day up until they reach 8 billion. And I think they're only at 1 or 2 billion right now. So that's a, the reason why Bitcoin's going up. Because they're just dollar... You understand dollar cost averaging? No. Um, basically what that means is when you purchase... Do you understand dollar cost averaging? Okay, so basically what that means, it's, it's a technique and a strategy used for purchasing... Well, it can be used for equities, but it works well because... Um, in crypto because crypto is so volatile yeah so dollar cost averaging is like okay i have a hundred thousand us dollars and i want to buy bitcoin right okay bitcoin's at 47 yeah okay i'll use 10 percent to buy now mm -hmm. 
Whether it goes up or down, you buy again. Okay, it goes down. I'll use another 10% there. Yeah. Okay, it went down again. Another 10% there. Oh, it went up. Another 10% there. And the reason you're doing that is after you use that 100,000, yeah. your actual entry point or your break-even point is going to be much more protected. Yeah. Meaning that if you bought it for, let's say you bought it uh, 50,000 or simple, you bought it 100,000 yeah. for, for numbers sake. Um, and then it goes down to 50,000 yeah. and you put, you know, 50 grand at each one. Well, actually your break even 75. Yeah. So I use this technique to protect yourself when things in the crypto world crash. Yeah. Because again, if you, it goes down 20%, use the same capital that you've invested at that point down there. Now your break even isn't way up there. It's in between. And down, down, down. So I, it's just called dollar cost averaging, which a lot of people use in the staking and liquidity yeah. uh, um, in that market as a strategy as well. Um, <clears throat> is there any uh, anything interesting in terms of like on on any type of uh, big coins you're looking at? Like, sorry, like the top tens. Like, are you looking at XRP? Is there anything like on your horizon that you're still thinking maybe to pull the trigger on that you would? given advice to any of those like crypto enthusiasts out there that are maybe looking to make an investment i guess right now i'm just trying to find uh, trying to find a good area to get back into avax and make that money i lost currently. a good a good yeah. entry point into yeah. avax yeah that's what i mean yeah they're an interesting i haven't done enough research into those blockchains but again do you see avax Maybe a better way to word that. Have you done enough research on like the different blockchains, like the Solana, AVAX, Ethereum, Bitcoin, that you're you're comfortable to talk about their strengths, their weaknesses? I guess they're really mostly all the same. They just they they all have low fees, and I I don't really know what the difference between them are. They yeah, like it's all seem the same, and their coins just are at different prices. Um. On AVAX, one thing I do know is most node projects that are on AVAX are mostly successful compared to other node projects. Yeah. Yeah, it's and it's gone up at least tenfold Avalanche and, yeah. and now Luna's blockchain as well. And it's, yeah. it's going to be interesting to see. Well, for your lifetime, you wouldn't be aware, but it's for my side, like I, I was kind of around the dot-com area when this was coming up. And I think it's going to be the same thing. Um, I mean, we had things back then that you would be familiar with, like where's Netscape Navigator? You know, who, no, who uses Internet Explorer? That's my guess. And again, you wouldn't even know what those are, Netscape Navigator. Have you heard of it? Or? No. Again, it's just those were like uh, web browsers, essentially. Oh. So, it isn't Internet Explorer just Microsoft Edge now? Correct. That's it. But do you use it? Yeah. No, you I use, do it? use Microsoft Edge. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. You probably use Bravo. Yeah, I use Bravo. Bravo. That's you're probably using that uh, as uh, yeah the browser. Yeah. Yeah, the, because it's the most protected, but it's so slow in Thailand. Do you find? Uh, no, mine's fast. Really, mine, I've had issues with mine. I was using it because it uh, Bravo. It's the most protected, and so when you're using things like MetaMask, it, that's the best way to use MetaMask. You shouldn't be using Google Chrome. Yeah. But that's my guess. These program or these softwares, these blockchains are probably going to be similar in that sense to see who survives. Uh, yeah. Right now, I, I see Ethereum probably being the winner, but they're going to have to fix these gas fees because yeah. it's, it's insane right now. It's, and and the, 
they're lucky bec- because Ethereum's low now. So yeah. like, yeah, when it was 2,500, 2,100 and I'm buying NFTs, so the gas fees were down to 10 bucks. But when it's 4,500, 4,000 or 4,500, yeah. some of the gas fees, like just on normal transactions for, for NFTs were like $120, which is okay when you're buying like a $5,000 NFT, you don't care. But if you're a kid looking to buy, you know, uh, a $50, $100 NFT and your yeah. gas is the same price, it's it's not that attractive at yeah. all. I'm pretty sure I saw a 12-year-old that, that is in England made an NFT project for fun, and he made $500,000 from that. It's, yeah, it's, it's like possible. It's possible. It, it's on it, open seas. It depends on. It really depends on marketing and eyes yeah. and who gets behind it. Yeah. Um, I mean, who knows? The real question is: Was it that? Like, was it really him, or is there someone behind it? Is there a puppet pulling the strings, and oh, he's the shit. face? You never know. I he mean, went on a podcast yeah. and um, uh, was interviewed by two dudes, and they just—he had unbelievable world vocabulary i oh, forgot how to say that word yeah the, well these they again it's okay it's, it's always vocabulary these these kids i mean at the end of the day it, it's the amount of research that you put into it is as well um so on your side you're you're 15 you're yeah. you're still you're going to school right now what are your plans i mean uh, there's not I, when i was your age at 15 not even close. I was, I, I don't even want to talk about that. It's not a good influence, <laughs> but I was not doing what you're doing. What, what are the next steps for you? Are you planning to, do you have it all mapped out? Are you planning to go to university? What do you see yourself doing up until the point of graduating university? Um, I, I honestly want to learn technical analysis mostly and become a scalper or day trader. Jesus. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> And oh, well, can I be just, just hey, don't yeah. forget the little guys, eh? Yeah. yeah, call me up when you're a billionaire. My God. And um, of course, do that with crypto, Forex and stocks, because those are where it's like most hot. So you like to gamble? No, that is I like to depend on that, my indicators. That is like absolute. Uh, that's ga- yeah, that's gambling in a nutshell. But no, scalping is super high risk, very high stress. Yeah, you're ready for that. You're 15. You drink coffee or? No. <laughs> so um, do you, are you planning to go to university as well to follow up on this? Because uh, obviously that stuff, maybe you'd have to go into like some sort of financial back, uh, financial education yeah. system or even um, also into the coding side as well, which I heard you were doing. Yeah, um, I think that I'm going to go to university in England and do finance, learn more about finance overall. Would you get into programming as a minor? Is this uh, something that you've been looking into? I heard you're doing some data analysts, maybe some SQL, some JavaScript as well, or no? Uh, No, not doing JavaScript. I'm doing Python and SQL. Yeah. And yeah. Why did you decide to... to, uh, Now, are you doing that through Coursera? Coursera. Coursera. Why did you decide to take that on? I didn't decide that. My dad forced it. Oh, because... I I didn't have a choice. That was his background. Yeah. Oh, we're not gonna. Pay. Yeah. The world. We should have. We should have got Stu and Mike because we're not gonna pick any yeah. of that out. Yeah. 
You should so, have sat here next to me. Yeah, well, it's not easy. It's it gets tight over there. That's we still my lo- my clothes are still in there every morning. It's a nightmare. <laughs> as I'm getting fatter and fatter. Um, so th- this is so mainly. Um, yeah, your dad just he threw yeah. you under the bus there. Yeah. He's, he's, so he, he I have a LinkedIn with seven seven of the courses. Yeah. This certificate. Do do they? Were you, are you generally interested in them when you're taking them? Is it's did you? Are, is there any takeaway from that you find that could be applicable later? I guess the most entertaining part of it was web scraping, where you yeah. like would make your own code for to like get a part of another website and to have it on your website. Yeah, I, I used to do email like email scraping. <laughs> yeah, through like yellow pages. I know I was a bit of a scam artist back in the day, but whatever. I do uh, email scraping. Yeah, I'd ha- there's but then they have the thing is like, or you just go pay some guy a hundred bucks and buy the program, and uh, it's, it takes seconds. Oh. But um, so you're doing that uh, the Python side and the the SQL side. Can that like if you were to maybe build your own NFT project in the yeah. Web 3.0 world, could that those skills be used there? No, I, I've watched some videos on how to make an NFT project. I certainly do know how to make an NFT project, and uh, it's basic coding, really. You you just need the layers, like the... How For the, the images. Yeah, that's the only hard part, because I don't know. I'm horrible at drawing. Yeah, well, uh, did you do the research into the smart contract side? Um, not really. I kind of... I've I think I know how to make a minting website now. Okay. Which is... Which okay. ca- which that then connects to the ether scan the blockchain yeah. and you're okay because, um, well yeah I mean you 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 don't you don't really if you wanted to do a like a crash course you know just for let's call it a, just to have some fun and, and create your own NFT project just go to like Fiverr.com and pay yeah. some Indian five bucks. <laughs> there you go. He'll draw you a hat and a pair of eyes and I'm assuming <laughs> then those layers it's just it's it, that part I haven't figured out yet. So when you you're coding on the back end. It's like you're taking every layer and then it's it's automating the images and, and, and yeah. outputting the image based on, I don't know, you have 10 different hats, 10 different colors of eyes. Is your yeah. your headphones no, are okay? I just want to hear what it's like without the headphones. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of weird. It's like a small echo. Yeah, those ones I think have an echo. I don't know. Well, I'll have to check later. We're having problems with them. I think they're meant for uh, gaming and I, I don't know. Yeah, it's like the fourth, third or fourth pair, and none of them work. I give up. Now. I think I need a special pair to f- fix with this mixer. But um, you, you would know how to do the coding, because uh, Han, look at Hans getting excited. He want he's because Hans can do the art. He said he's looking for. A, he, well, I know how to set it all up. Jesus, like, great, Hans! You're giving him my. I can do the coding. You can do the coding. The layers and everything. Really? Yeah. You do um uh VS Code. Do you use VS Code? Uh, Visual Code. Yeah. Yeah. Oh really? Visual well, Studio. I prefer code because it's blue. I like. Those. I wouldn't know how. Yeah, I wouldn't know how to do that. I've seen the smart contract side. I, I've I've I taught my. Well, I didn't. I've watched some YouTube videos on how to mint NFTs off EtherScan. It's actually yeah. super simple. Um, but the 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 benefit of that is if someone's doing a mint, let's say, in yeah. the NFT world and you're afraid of their website crashing because of traffic yeah to bypass that you can do it through the ether scan on the back end in the code yeah so I like you literally take their their smart contract wallet address put yeah. it in you'll see the smart contract yeah. and then there will be like a tab called mint yeah and you just 
Oh yeah, I, I saw a video. Yeah, on yeah that's all you have this. to do. It's so simple. Yeah. So if you know that, but you need to know the mint price exact and the yeah. quantity that max you can get. So if yeah. you know the mint's point three and the max quantity is five, you literally yeah. open up that mint tab, open it, connect your MetaMask wallet, and mint through the EtherScan. Yeah. yeah. It's and and that's what the bots are doing. Yeah. And I I want to look into that. Have you looked into any? Uh, any bot trading websites on crypto? Because uh, those KuCoin. are the ones. Which KuCoin. one? KuCoin will do I, that. I know two websites: KuCoin and PO something. Mm. POMX, I think it was. Um, as far as I know, POMX has the best trading bots, and KuCoin <laughs> might have the same. Because when I go on there, I I would see I would be able to see the ranking. Like people would make their own bots and how long they have been running it for, what coin, and their APR. And there would be like eleven thousand on like Zill or GT GMT, and uh, yeah, so yeah. Those that that's bots are meant for scalping. Yeah, that's why I don't think humans are those because also you have to when you're scalping now. I've done scalping on on Saxo uh, <laughs> when I was doing uh, forex trading scalping. You have to be so fast and the system needs to be so quick. And there's always that issue when you're scalping on crypto because of the signing delays and, yeah. and the transaction delays. Right. Uh, on, 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 um, what's it called? On the exchanges. There, there's They're quick? Like no delays. Ah, the okay. exchange I use, Bybit, it's like mainly for futures, derivatives, mm. because their, um, their price, their fees are way, well, like three times cheaper than other websites, um, derivatives. I yeah. think they actually pay you do like a limit trade like 0.025 can you set that up see i I don't i've always been DeFi, so i don't know yeah can you set that up on binance when you're trading crypto and and set up you know uh, buy limit orders and stop and meaning like when when the price hits this buy yeah you can do that on binance okay and and setting up your stop loss your take profits so it's all automated before you you can automate like have that stuff in place before a trade's executed yeah interesting Okay, we'll, we'll wrap this up. We See, we've easily passed an hour. We're going to wrap this up soon. Uh, we had another young adult like yourself on. He was 12 years old. I was actually my ex-girlfriend's kid. He's a great kid. He went to British International <laughs> School. But I, um, I'm going to put you on the spot. This is your camera here. You're 15. Yeah. Just leave 20-year-old Tiger a message. What would you tell him? Uh... Try your best to become rich. Okay. Hey. I don't really know. You're going to watch this back, not me. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't forget about crypto and stocks. And forget about Forex. That's trash. Maybe. Why don't don't you take a... uh, Yeah, Forex is trash. 100% agree. Uh, Maybe... uh, Give give the mo- give yourself the most five year radical prediction of any type of coin. Where do you see it at? And let's see how close you are. You can watch this podcast back in five years. Hmm. Uh. Mm, where where okay where predict where is Ethereum and Bitcoin in five years? To get crypto prices up, kill Putin. <laughs> oh, Got God. this. <laughs> Okay, I think that, we'll, we'll that, that's not serious, Putin. If you're watching this, yeah, we're gonna have to buzz. Me. We're gonna have to buzz that out because we're gonna get in trouble. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know if you maybe YouTube doesn't <laughs> like Putin. Actually, they might they might promote us because that they all, that's the other thing we always are careful with. We never say the yeah. current situation. YouTube because they pick up all the their algorithms can pick up the keywords right and yeah. flag you right away. It's not the question of the podcast will be able to post, but they won't push it. 
It's so strange. It's like if you do an Instagram story and say anything about COVID. Oh, we're fucked now. Anyway, just oh, yeah, you said it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry, YouTube. All right, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna cut out. Um, do what? What if, what if anybody wants to? Well, do do they, do we want anyone reaching out to him if they want? They they can find you on LinkedIn, right? Okay, well, do do a shout out. Do your whatever your plug in. If you're selling, what do you just let the uh, audience know what you're what, what you're trying to sell? Uh, <laughs> I, I I'm not sponsored by anything, so I'm not gonna say anything. Yeah, just these mushrooms. Well, it's too young for kids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, oh yeah, I don't know what they. <laughs> yeah, the greatest mushrooms you can buy. No, it's all legalized stuff. Oh, I want to say one thing. My friend told me to say this. Yeah. Call him. You suck. Yeah, call. Is it Column or Callum? Callum. Callum, you suck. Column. You suck, Callum. <laughs> you told, you told <laughs> me to say he's good. Yeah, let's do a. We'll clip that and we can tag him on Instagram if you want. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> uh, all right, that wraps up another edition or episode or whatever this is. Um, I don't know who we have on next week. I'm not sure. Uh, we have some interesting people we've connected with that will be coming on soon. I think we're going to blow off. We are the biggest podcast in the world right now. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe, and that's it. 